Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk About It. This is episode two. Um, Today, I will be talking with my lovely wife, Queen. Say hey, babe. Hey, everybody. Um, Today's uh, segment will be about my life. Um, The way me and Bob grew up, very interesting, very crazy. And um, I have plans on writing a book this year about that. So let's go. All right, babe, um, where you want to start? Well, um, let's let's talk about when we very first met. All right. I hope y'all ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you go ahead. Well, you know, we met uh, when we started talking in 2011. Mm-hmm. When you... <laughs> <laughs> Well, now what? <laughs> Sent me a friend request on Facebook. Uh-huh. Then you appeared up under a whole lot of pictures, uh-huh. commenting. Y'all know that old school shit, motherfuckers. <laughs> Used to be on board back in the day. Go ahead, baby. And then, of course, you made your way into my DM. Oh, yeah. And I remember it was the picture of you. Um, you had on a sweater uh-huh. and uh, you had a scarf on and a hat. You had the hat tilted to the side. Uh-huh. And know. that was my favorite picture of you. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I remember you liking that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You liked a lot of my shit, too. <laughs> yeah, and I was. And then and shit, you got the number. Nigga was fucked up, too. You hear me, internet? So I was broke as shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I ain't really had too much going on, man. Uh, I was a bad guy back then. But uh, she gave me a shot, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, shit. Um, fast forward a little bit. We finally hook up, uh, get together, and all hell breaks loose. Over a goddamn picture of a steak dinner. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Over a damn picture of a steak dinner, boy. It was a whole bunch of controversy on Facebook. With my raggedy ass, busted up baby mamas, all upset and shit, and all that other shit. So, you want to touch on that subject or not? We ain't got to. Um, they don't deserve a part on our show. <laughs> right. So moving on. Um, yeah, man. When we got together, we was both. Coming out of some shitty situations, you know, you was coming out of the fire situation, losing everything and having to start over. I was just coming out of being a, uh, basically a fucky bird. I was goddamn a cornball. <laughs> Shit, trying to, trying to find myself still, you know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, 
we started off a little slow, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I don't need to get into detail of the things I was doing, but you know what I'm saying? Things got a little better for us. Uh, relationship got good. You know, everybody's relationship ain't perfect. So, you know, we had our little rocky moments, but, you know, here we are. We just started a little business together. You know what I'm saying? We both real working good people. You a good damn, damn good ass mom. You know what I'm saying? I can applaud mm, well, you on that. You uh, raised the shit out of our daughter real well. Um, yeah, so, all right. You want to start talking about, get to the meat of it? Uh, well, you know, I know you grew up pretty rough, and I would like to touch a couple key points on that. Starting with, you know, let everybody know um, what happened. You know, what was it? I'm trying to remember. How old were you? You and Bob? Well, well we first got to, to the system. Mm-hmm. Well, let me uh, let me start off with, all right. Of course, I was born in 1980. I think Bob was born in 78, I want to say. So everybody know when the 80s hit, crack came out. You know what I'm saying? Um my parents, man, they was they was out here. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, on some Bonnie and Clyde shit, I guess. You know, uh, I don't remember too much about them as far as, you know, growing up or whatever. What I do remember is one night, me being in the bed next to Bob, and I remember a black cat crawling through the window. Uh, I guess I was scared, so I peed on myself. I had to be about, like, three years old. And, um... I guess some people, I don't know, people ran in there or something. I don't know because the story I mean, it's not clear because, you know, I was little. Right. But what, from what my brother can, can remember is uh, I guess we got sold to some people. He remembers us being inside of a carriage. He remembers watching the Johnny Carson show between the bars. Uh, he also remembered when the police came in and came and got us. I don't know where the black cat part come in at with the bed because he said remember that part too i don't remember i mean you know i don't know where all that part come in at but i guess we got took by the police i don't know who these motherfuckers was who brought us but lord knows who the fuck you know what they was gonna do with us uh so when they when they came and got us we went to go live with our auntie and our uncle our aunt rochelle my uncle pig uncle pig man he was so cool motherfucker had a harley Nice ass Harley. Uh, I remember him having a big belly, and I remember that I was I had the feeling of me being with some family that you know what I mean that I loved that loved me, so I wanted to be like my uncle. Start trying to get fat and everything so I can have a belly like his. And I remember having little rides on the back of his Harley and shit. Uh, me and Bob didn't last that long over there though because I guess when my mom got out of jail she was trying to you know, come and get us back, like, popping up when she wasn't supposed to, so they had to get rid of us, and, you know, that's when we entered the system, the system ain't no joke, man, um, foster care, you know what I'm saying, you know, this was the 80s, so I think that shit was hectic back then, and they was probably just placing motherfuckers with anybody, because me and Bob got placed with some fucked up people, uh, Ella and Frank Jones. It's crazy I can still remember these motherfuckers' names, but their names was Ella and Frank Jones. Uh, so let's back up a little bit. How did you feel when 
having the feeling of love, finally having the feeling of love, and then they came and took you and Bob away. How did that make you feel? Well, shit. It, um, you know, in the beginning, it felt normal and right. It felt good. You know, we had older cousins, my, uh, my cousin Monica, my cousin uh, Pooh, you know what I'm saying? He used to play college football or whatever. You know what I mean? We had we had fun and shit. Once my cousin Rokin came about, my aunt, you know, she tried to feed us the story that the reason why we had to leave was because she was born and there was too many kids in the house. Mm-hmm. But we found out later on that it was really my mom trying to, you know what I mean? But when I was young and I heard that and me knowing I, I got to get taken out of my safe haven because of another child being born, you know, I'm little, so I'm not recognizing this child as my cousin, my blood. I'm recognizing this somebody getting in my way. So, you know what I mean? I, I, I was kind of jealous about that. The shit kind of fucked me up. It didn't happen right away. But once me and Bob moved into the relationship, uh, to the, to the uh, situation that we moved into, and it was totally different. I was fucked up. Like, man, if Roken was never born, we wouldn't have had this problem. Or we wouldn't be going through this shit. And that really wasn't what it was. You know what I mean? And it was like, uh, oh, well, shit, did I answer anything for you? That's what I was asking. Well, what I was asking you was when they took you away, what was that? What, what was that feeling? Did it feel like you was no longer loved? Did it feel like, you know, why did this happen to us? I mean, what was that initial feeling when y'all got taken away and was placed right, with, with a people. family that didn't treat you anything like what you felt when you was with your Uncle Pig? Well, I um, I really can't remember the initial feeling. I'd be sitting here lying. You know what I mean? If I said I did, I know I was fucked up, though. I can, I, I can imagine I was sad. Uh, of course, we didn't know what was going on. I mean, you got to think, man, we we was kids and we just getting taken out of places and getting placed like, what the fuck? We don't know right. these people. And it was crazy because we had no control over our over our destiny. Like right. it was so whatever the fuck these people put us at is where we're at. Where the fuck is my mom? Where is my dad? At? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was crazy. I know I was feeling fucked up, but I don't know exactly what my initial feeling was. What I do know is that me and Bob was in a whole different situation and it wasn't what we once had. I know that. And I knew right. the motherfuckers who we moved with. We didn't know these motherfuckers. They ain't know us. And they probably could care less about us. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, once we got with them, it was just all hell, man. Me and Bob was always in that room. We had a room. Shit, with just a bed in that motherfucker. No toys, no nothing. And we lived in an apartment complex. So if they wasn't putting us out to have us outside, we was inside that room. They only fed us hot dogs and beans. Beanies and wings. That's what we ate every fucking day. Beanies and wings. Bean- and fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Uh, and they were very abusive. They used to beat the shit out of us for no reason. So that caused us to not to want to leave the room. I'm going to give y'all a little part. Um, this part going to be in my book. Well, shit, all this really going to be in my book. I don't want to uh, give away every jewel, but I will get this part away. Um, you, you remember the saying, babe, uh, person ain't got to 
uh, pop the piss in the back door to throw it out. Mm-hmm. That shit was like true with me and Bob. Like, so like I was saying, we was always in the room and they was very abusive. So we were scared to even come outside. I mean, come out the room to use the bathroom because we was getting fucked up for any goddamn thing. So I don't know how the hell Bob finessed the pot into the room, but he ended up getting the pot inside the room and we was peeing in that motherfucker. And once the pot get full, we pitched that shit out the back window. You know what I mean? And that was our bathroom. If we had to do a number two, then yeah, we going to the bathroom with just hopes of not getting the shit beat out of us. Sometimes we made it, sometimes we didn't. And it was like shit was just getting worse, man. The motherfuckers will leave us. I ain't gonna lie though, when they left us, I, that was like the funnest time. Because they'd leave us for like days at a time. Oh, I bet it was. Yeah, so, you know, we was having motherfuckers come over. You know what I mean? We kicking it. Bob, he all in the refrigerator cooking. You got to realize, man, Bob was my fucking savior. Boy, that motherfucker, he, shit, he taught me every, everything for real. Taught me how to spell my name. He was took part of teaching me how to tie my shoe. He taught me how to cook certain shit and shit. That nigga taught us how to survive. Like, if it wasn't for him, I don't think I would have made that shit being my, being the only child going right. through that shit. Right. It was like some of this shit Bob would take the blame for, and he'd get the fucked up punishment, and I'd just be sitting there just watching it. But then sometimes they just beat the hell out of both of us. So, yeah, man, it was it was a crazy situation. Um, that's one of the only jewels i will give up, man. I know this, though. <clears throat> I was alone. But Bob fucked with me heavy. He made sure I was good, but he had his own crew because he was like a real athletic dude. Good in every fucking thing. That nigga was good in everything. And I was terrible in everything. Like, only thing I was good at was being bad and shit, but... This nigga could play football, basketball, everything. Like, you know what I mean? So they always pick him first. And if it was like an even last two people, then I'm going to get picked. But if it's only one, you know what I mean? Like, if it's only one more spot in this two motherfuckers, I'm not getting picked. You know what I mean? It can be a stranger popping up. They're going to pick this other motherfucker before they pick me. And I knew these motherfuckers. We was all friends. So, you know, I... I was doing my own thing in the apartment complex while Bob was off being sporty. <laughs> you feel me? I, I was a digger. I'd be in motherfuckers' yards just digging. And you know what I mean? Just little shit like that. Um, I'm going to move forward from there. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about um, when you and Bob got adopted. So you moving up. You moved up a few notches. We didn't, we didn't skip a whole lot of families. That's cool, though, because everything yeah, will be in my book. Yeah, because everything's so, going to yeah, be in the man. book. Yeah, you don't want to give away too much. I mean, this book is going to be, I believe, for one, it's going to be a very interesting book. For number two, it's going to be, it's going to be real. Right. You know, nothing sugar-coated. Um, it's a tell-all, you know, oh. and you don't want to give away too much because you want to leave everybody, you know, something for them to read. Right, right. Yeah, you're right. Um, well, shit, let's talk about when I got adopted. Uh, this was, we was, before uh, we moved with my mom, today, my mom today, I was living with my sister, Leah, because she was in the same predicament as we was, you know, in the system or whatever. So that's where we came from. I remember my mom getting us 
I want to say March of 1990. I was still nine years old, about to be 10. And I remember the first place she took us to was Wendy's on Salem. I think it's now it's the liquor store or some shit like that. I can't remember. But it was a Wendy's on Salem she took us to. Uh, um, she was just basically telling us that, you know, whatever bad things y'all been through, we ain't got to worry no more. And, you know what I mean? Just basically comforting us and shit. Now, we had already had a visit or two with Jermaine and James, so we already knew what to expect with them. And it was crazy because, you know, they were so close in age with us. You know, me being nine, about to be 10, Jermaine already 10, uh, Bob 11, James 12. Like, you know what I mean? It was all steps and shit. So even though it was like, you know, it was love in the beginning, but it was territorial. Like, I don't even know how to even explain it. Not really territorial, but it's like, okay. I guess on uh, James and Jermaine's end, it's like, okay, we got these two niggas <laughs> moving up into our crib. Like, I don't know these niggas. Like, I don't know. I don't even know how deep Jermaine's thought was into it, nor do I know James. You know what I mean? The, them good niggas, man. But I can just imagine what that would feel like. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Two new cats that I don't know moving into my family, and we got to share everything with these dudes. Like, right. I mean, shit. They wasn't wealthy, you know what I mean? So, you know, we uh we get there. James was a clown, like silly. He's scaring the shit out of us, you know. He'd be at the bottom of the steps. We'd be at the top. He'd get to barking. We thinking they got a dog and shit. Like, oh, shit. Because he making like it like it's a big dog laughing and shit. You know, that was James's character. Jermaine, he was like kind of like on the quiet side, Loki. He was like observing me. I think I was that nigga's yeah, target. It, right, yeah. I think I was his target because he was low-key on the quiet side at first. But they had the video game. And this was this was the thing, man. Like I said, you know, we skipped up some families. We had a lot of families, but we really ain't <clears throat> have too many, like, toys. And, 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 like, I missed out a lot on playing with toys and mm -hmm. shit like that. And Jermaine had all that shit. That nigga had the fucking Nintendo and he had toys and shit. So I was in fucking heaven. I'm like, oh, this nigga got every goddamn thing. Goddamn, <laughs> they got wrestlers, G.I. Joe, man, Nintendo, all that shit. So I was in heaven. I jumped on that goddamn Nintendo. And they had more than one game. Because the family before my sister, Leah, we was with uh, the Lewises. And even though, you know, they... They spoiled the shit out they son, but he only had like one game and shit, so it wasn't really, you know. But uh, you know, Jermaine then was cool for like a couple of days, but then I remember one day in the basement, these niggas get to talking which one of y'all uh can beat up the other one and who harder and you know just that shit, and it made me and Bob fight, and. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm about like 90% sure this was the first time me and Bob ever fought. Before this, Bob was always, you know, he had my back. He was your protector. Right, he was my protector and shit, so we got into a fight. He beat me up, and it's like he went to their side. So now it's like three against one. It right. just went from two on two to three against one. I guess he wanted to feel accepted. Like, okay, these are my new brothers. Like, I've been with this little nigga forever. Like, you know, I don't know. I can't say that. It ain't like he said it and shit. But, right. That's you know what I mean? That's just, just how it makes you feel. feel. Right, right. So, 
I went from it being cool for a couple of days to it was like hell with them niggas, but it was cool hell. Cause I would I would have rather went through that hell than the hell Ella and Frank put us through. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They would just to beat the shit out of us versus me fighting with my brothers. You know what I mean? That wouldn't right. do. But Jermaine, boy, that nigga was a pest. He'll wait up by me when I wake up in the morning. He right there by the bed, fucking with me. As soon as I wake up to the time I go to sleep, fucking with me, fucking with me, fucking with me. And um, you know what I'm saying? Like as far as as far as that went, that went on forever. You know what I'm saying? Up until we finished school down there, up until, you know what I'm saying? That went on for a minute, like, far as Jermaine fucking with me. But all three of them niggas used to fuck with me. I used to have to fight them all the time. It made me bad in school. I was bad as fucking school. But all the while, I felt like I didn't have my brother no more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Bob, I just felt like he was just gone and shit because he ain't treat me the same way that he did. But, you know what I'm saying? It was cool. So I did you still feel like he was your protector? Nah. Or did he feel or did you feel like he was like kind of against you at this point? He was a not necessarily all right, I can say this. When me and Jermaine fight, or when me and James, let's say me and James. Me and James fight, it'll just be us throwing shit at each other. You know what I mean? I throw a shoe, he throw a shoe, he throw, you know what I mean? Just dumb shit. Mm-hmm. I end up fake crying and he'll leave me alone. Me and Jermaine fight. Jermaine to do shit just fucking with me. Popping me upside my head, pushing me, acting like he gonna spit on me. Just doing dumb shit until I get mad, I hit him. Then he get mad, I hit him, and we get to fighting. He beat me up. But when me and Bob used to fight, we used to fight like we was fucking gladiators and shit. Picking up knives and fucking ice bashers and fucking chains with locks on it. Of course, this is me picking up all these things. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Chains with locks on it. Fucking just everything. All kind of shit. This, it, we used to fight rough, like hard. Punching each other in the face and shit. Have you ever thought about that? Like being grown? That the aggression that y'all showed each other could have been a reflection of what y'all been put through? Nah. And see, I never thought about that like that. Ever in my life until you, you just said some shit. I never thought about that like that. Yeah, I guarantee you that's probably why y'all fought as hard as y'all did. Because y'all was y'all been put through complete hell. And y'all was releasing it on each other. Right. You could be right. I know my releases was a little bit more because I took my shit to school and around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Everybody, a lot of people wouldn't fuck with me at first. I was like a mystery child. Everybody knew who Bob was like quick. But I was always already on punishment. So them niggas used to make up stories about me. Oh, uh, Fred upstairs because he set a house on fire. Or Fred upstairs because he stabbed somebody. Or, you know, he just making up all this crazy shit. So by the time I came out, you know, to get the meeting, motherfuckers, they already had a persona about me like this nigga crazy. (laughs) Like, so niggas really wasn't fucking with me at first. You know what I mean? I had to, like, earn friends out out that motherfucker. But it was, you know, I don't know. It was all right. So how old was you when you had your first kiss? Girl, how you gonna go from? How <laughs> <laughs> the I hell? Mean, not, I mean, you know, I know, you know how you know how it is when you like, you know, in the neighborhood and like you play high go seek or, you know, stuff like that or, Ooh. you know, with with the notes, will you be my girlfriend or Whoa. my boyfriend or whatever? You 
we late. We got to go all the way back to Ella and Frank and them oh days. Oh, my God. You got to understand, man, they left us by ourselves for like a week or two at a time. And they had a lot of pornos. You know, VCR was, was popping back then. Me and Bob ain't know what was on them tapes. <laughs> so, shit. Bob would come with, you know. All right, so you inside of a room, right? No TV, no nothing. And when you do got a TV, you only play like one or two channels. You know, the fuzzy shits and all that. You got, you know, the fucking aluminum foil on the uh, antennas. You know, mm-hmm. all of that shit. So when they leave, we can scavenge the house. Bob finding movies. We ain't, we wasn't hit to a lot of movies. Like we was, we was behind on a lot of shit. So when he popping in no movies, it was fucking doing it movies. Goddamn pornos. You know, the old school pornos used to be dramatic as shit too, but yeah, so we used to invite fucking girls and, and, and girls and dudes. Like we would just have a lot of people over, a lot of friends, and we watch pornos. <laughs> it was bad. And that led to us kissing and, you know, doing all that shit. So my first kiss, I probably was like six years old or seven years old or some shit like that. My first, my very first kiss. So, but, you know, if you talking about some kissing with some feeling behind it, then yeah, it would be when I was living with mom. You know what I mean? Uh, further on, um, it'll probably be. I don't even know, babe. Uh, I have no clue. It damn sure wasn't nobody in the goddamn neighborhood. It was somebody from school. Probably. I don't think my first kiss was from nobody from the neighborhood. I don't <laughs> like I just I just don't because they didn't fuck with me. I was throwing rocks and shit at them. Every you know what I mean? I was bad in the hood. It had to be somebody from school. And it I wanna say it took me up until the seventh grade, maybe the sixth grade, because from three on up I was just a bully. Right. And then nobody fucked with me. Taking people's peanut butter bars. Peanut butter bars, <laughs> chicken wings, fucking pizzas, fucking lunch tickets. I was bad. I mean, but, you know, now thinking back, I'm pretty sure that I was bad because I was lashing out because of the shit I've been through. Oh, yeah. And then one thing that I, I regret, I used to steal from the house, like from my mom and shit. I used to go in her purse and steal her money. You know what I mean? Just dumb shit because I used to feel like, man, it's just too good to be true. And at any moment, this can get taken away from us, man. I got to survive. Like me and Bob was always in survival mode. Right. And I was going to say, not only survival mode, it's the fact that once you experience being deprived of things, it gives you that mindset to steal. Right. Because you've been deprived of food. You've been deprived of this or that or clothing or made to wear the same shoes for a long time. I mean, just whatever it was, it puts you in that mindset of survival mode and feeling like I have to have something. Right. Because you're trying to fill that void of everything that you've been missing out on. And then, like, you know, I I was sensitive, too. Like, all right, you know, like I said, we came in March, Mm -hmm. April, May, my birthday in May. I probably didn't even get nothing. And if I did, it was probably like a couple of outfits. So I'm like, you know, I was toy heavy. Like, man, I want some toys. I want 
I used to ask my mama for a, a remote control car from the time we got there until I wasn't getting shit no more for my birthday. I ain't never get one. If you remember when we was together, mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't got one. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was like that. Like, so I used to be like, man, I don't, she really don't love us. She don't give us no toys or she don't do this. She don't do that. Not realizing, man, like this is new for her. She took mm-hmm. in two strangers' kids. She don't know nothing, nothing about and these little motherfuckers. And she's having to feed and clothe and everything yeah. for and children she was all by at herself. the same time. Right, she was by mm-hmm. herself. You know, I'm, my mind wasn't thinking that far into it. Right, I just, yeah, you, I mean, of course it wasn't. You was, a, you was a child yourself, so all you was thinking about, you weren't thinking about, oh, man, she's putting these new clothes on my back. You was thinking about wanting to play with toys. What right, kids think shit, about, right, what all yeah, kids think about. Exactly. I mean, look at Paris when she opened up clothes. Oh, yeah. That's why we don't wrap her clothes no more, because she can care less about opening them. (laughs) Exactly. But, yeah, so, I mean, you know, Christmas coming around, probably like the first few Christmases, it was just clothes. It wasn't a lot, but, shit, she was doing what she could. I ain't understand that. I mean, shit, mom was kind of, you know, she wasn't the richest motherfucker. We we had a little four-door little hatchback joint, you know what I mean? She had that all the way up until James was old enough to drive. Cause, but then, back then, I think people was getting permission, like 15, 16 years old. You know what I mean? Once that happened, James used to be driving this shit. The same goddamn car. So, mom ain't had too much of nothing. And she was trying. And I was just bad as fuck. What ended up happening, it was one point in time, uh, I'm going to give another little jewel away. This is another little, another one. Um, I probably was like in the, probably like in the fourth grade, probably. Mm-hmm. And on the edge of my, uh, my fingers, my skin used to lift up right here, you know, mm-hmm. by my nails and shit. Yeah. And I used to finish peeling it off. It was like a, a nervous condition, probably, because I'd just be sitting there just doing that shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm in school doing it one day. And, um, a teacher see me and she asked me why I was doing that to myself. And I just got to start laughing, but she said I was laughing. What's the word profusely or however the fuck you say this shit. Mm-hmm. I was laughing out of control. Right. So she thought something was wrong with me. Once again, this is what the early nineties and shit. These motherfuckers, you know what I mean? They see I'm in foster care. They probably thinking all these kids is fucked up. Right. So they, Tell my mom and they recommend that I get a fucking brainwave test, babe. These motherfuckers gave me a brainwave test to try to determine if I'm crazy or not. Just from peeling some skin off my fingers. Like, come on, man. (laughs) Because you laughed about it. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, man. Nothing funny about that. Oh, no, man, but... It was crazy. So I thought something was wrong with you too. Like, yeah, we need to get him a spike evaluation. <laughs> my, <laughs> Why the hell is he sitting here? His fingers raw as hell. Raw as hell. And he's laughing about it. But mom ain't even tell me. You know what I mean? What was going on? She just tell me I ain't going to school the next morning, and I get to stay up as long as I want. I'm like, what? I'm thinking she's trying to trick me. You know what I mean? What the fuck going on? Like. <laughs> She's like, I'm like, what you mean? I can stay up as long as I want. You can stay up as long as you want. You ain't going to school, but everybody else going to school in the house. So I'm looking. So she's like, you can even play the game as long as you want. 
get the fuck out of here. Are you playing with me? When I flew downstairs, popped in Mike Tyson's punch out and played that <laughs> shit <laughs> until about goddamn six o'clock in the morning. You hear me? Just playing the fuck out of punch out, trying to beat it because James was the only one who could beat the shit. So, um, yeah, we go to the goddamn hospital. You know, this is so 80s, so early 90s. They put a big ass thing on my fucking head and shit and, and, and put something in my mouth, had me chew down. And, and I remember I had to go to sleep and whatever the fuck they did. Came. Oh, okay. So that's why she kept you up all night. Yeah. Told you you could stay in. Right. I guess she didn't want them to put me under. You know what I mean? Type shit. So, yeah. And I ended up being normal. One shit wrong with me. So, you know, whatever the fuck. But yeah, maybe no. I should have performed the test. I think the results was <laughs> wrong. Nah, <laughs> so, so yeah, that was uh, yeah, that's another little little jewel I dropped. Um, I can't tell y'all this though, or you know, I can tell you this. Uh, like I said, I was bad in school. Uh, I started feeling myself. Around like 17. Because I want to say it 16, maybe. I took Jermaine's car and wrecked it into Tierra's mama's car. On uh, It was a whole different street. Of course, I don't know it's Tierra's mama's car. You know what I mean? It's on a whole different street. And I done sideswiped their shit, try to park Jermaine's car back. This was like during the Fly City Music Festival. Remember the Fly City mm-hmm. shits? It was like, nah, no, was it the Fly City? Yeah, oh, no. It was, yeah, I think it was probably Fly City. And I never went in my life. Never been to one because every time it was close to time to come, I always be on It was always in trouble. Yeah, right. so I missed that one. And while they went, I went to go joyride in Jermaine's car. Like I said, I wrecked it, put it back, Holy, uh, fucking E's little brother Tony, rest in peace, E. E's brother Tony, see me. And tell Tierra and them who it was. They call the police. Police knocking at the door. I try to lie and say, I ain't, you know what I mean? I ain't take it, whatever the fuck they weren't going. Mom and them end up finding out. So since I was a minor and since she was licensed, they took her license from her, made her pay a fee. She paid the shit back, got it back. She got me a job at Kmart because she was a boss there. So she got me a job at Kmart and she made me pay her back. That was the reason why she gave me the job. But her slick ass made me pay her back about three, four times over. <laughs> I mean, I was paying her ass that's back. That's what you get. Forever. That was ever. That's what that was punishment Man, for yeah. what you did. She tripled that shit. <laughs> so when I when I turned like seventeen. I was feeling myself maybe 18. I think it was 17, though. And I had quit. And I had went to Louisville. That was the first time ever going to Louisville. And um, it was a whole different experience. And, uh, yeah, that shit was just crazy. Because, I, yeah, I was still in school when I was working at uh, Kmart. I remember that because I thought I was fresh. This was when cash money was out. Hot boys, we wear two Rolexes at one time. I used to have two ro- two watches on at one time and shit. You know what I mean? And a little jewelry on. Our nigga thought he so was So when fly. you went down there, was you talking like this and talking Hell like nah, that? Hell no, no, no. 
Well, down in Louisville, <laughs> nah. And and ain't even how they talk. They be like, like this and like that and <laughs> overheard little buddy and all that little shit. Ain't no telling how they talk now, but I know back then them motherfuckers used to talk crazy. But it was love, babe. When I say that southern hospitality shit is real. Oh yeah, I know. It's oh real. my, and that's not even that far south. But oh, when yeah, I, I say real. the first time I go, all right, the first time I go, man. Them niggas bring me through the bricks and they tell me, all right, bro, before you do anything, you got to become a whore. And our, you know what our definition of a whore is. Right. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, nigga, what you mean? I'm like, I got to be a whore. Like, what you, what is you talking about? And he was like, bro, you'll see. So they introduced me to Nanny. And Nanny was like one of their aunties. I say one of our aunties because, you know, I looked at, at Dave and Rick and them as my family. Right. So, you know what I mean? It was like our auntie. I, I meet her. What's your name? Pop, pop, pop. You know, she's talking shit. And she introduced me to her daughter, Marijuana. And this is, I'm like, that's her name? Yeah, this is her name. But Marijuana don't even smoke weed, though. Wow. I'm like, man, you the name wow. your child, Marijuana. She don't even smoke weed and shit. At the time, she didn't smoke. But, uh, so she like, shit, if you want to move, you know what I'm saying, through these bricks and this, that, and the third, you got to be my whore. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, so what this mean, man? Because it obviously, it, it obviously don't mean what I think it means. Right. Because these are all your whores. Right? <laughs> you know, she, she talking shit like, you know, these are all my whores. And we know, we, 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 what's up, boy? And we, you know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, it obviously don't mean what I think it means. Basically, what I had to do is just hit the weed, hit, hit this strong-ass weed out of this bong made out of a mustard uh, bottle. Mm-hmm. That shit was powerful, though. You had to hit the fuck out of it, and you had to hold it for as long as she say, blow it out. But if you blow it out before, you know what I mean, she tell you, you get one more try. You know what I'm saying? Of course, we smoked all the time, so it wasn't shit for me. I passed whatever the fuck. And she like, all right, you my whore. So what that, what that really did is it kept me fed, and it kept me looked out for. It kept me everything. These are right, what uh, first and foremost, we in this apartment complex called Park Hill. It's like one of the biggest apartment complexes in Louisville. Mm-hmm. But to me, this was the biggest shit I ever seen in my fucking life. It was like a, a, a miniature city to me. I ain't never seen an apartment complex this big in my life because, you know, they end up, they don't hold shit like these. Right. This motherfucker was huge, like humongous. So, what it did for me, like, I'm pretty sure I would have been cool anyway. It's just some, you know, he the new nigga, let's, let's fuck with him type shit. I'm pretty sure had that not happened, I still would have been cool. Like, if I, like, I don't smoke weed. Right. I stand by my word or say I was like on some, I'm a man, I'm, I'm a child of God. I don't, you know what I mean? Something like that. I'm pretty sure still shit would have been good. But, uh, you know, she kept us fed. She was like, you know, the lady that sold everything. Mm-hmm. Especially on the dinner side, but her dinners was popping like shit. Like she, Nanny can cook, and with it being the South, you know they cook a whole lot. So you know right. every day I was down that bitch, niggas' belly was full from the morning to the night. Like, but they felt it was disrespect if you don't eat. So you know you had to eat. Sometimes I had to force myself. Like y'all eat too goddamn much. You eat all this food for breakfast. Then you turn around and make lunch. Mm-hmm. Then you turn around yeah, and make dinner. Like, they, God yeah, damn. Like, so, yeah, they used to eat a lot. So, you know, that's how it was. But 
Louisville was cool. Everybody showed you love, but at the same time, the motherfuckers was crazy. You have AK shootouts and niggas body parts being chopped up in the park. Oh, I'ma wow. drop. I'ma drop one more jewel, and then I'ma move on from Louisville. One more jewel. It was a crew because all right in Park Hill, they, it was all Crips, but it was like little crews of Crips. You know, they, everybody had their own little crew, little clique they kicked with. It was these little niggas that's about like 14, 15 years old. I can't remember what their crew was called, but it was like the head nigga was like this little nigga named Snakes. <laughs> he called him named Snakes and shit. Probably like 15 years old. I guess they, uh, it was a, a dope fiend who I got out of prison. I guess everybody called him Zeus or Debo. One of the two. Because he was like real strong and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what he what he would do is he would rob niggas after taking them to go get on. But it'd be like little niggas, like little kids, little little 15, 16 year, you know, intimidation type shit. Right. So that's what he tried to do to snakes in them. Guess he took them niggas to get on and all that and try to rob them. That shit ain't go as planned. The niggas chopped that nigga up. Like literally chopped him up in pieces. Oh man. So you know what I'm saying? His That's horrible. Body parts was laying all out in the in the park out out in the projects. You know what I'm saying? Seeing that shit and that shit was crazy. Nigga ain't never experienced nothing like that before. But yeah, that was uh I was wild. That was wild. Oh, I know it was. I can I can't even imagine seeing something like that. Or just being somewhere where shit like that go down. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't never, you know what I mean? So, but when I came back, you know, but fuck that, Chicago was worse. But I ain't, I seen some shit, but I ain't see too much shit because I was like with the right motherfuckers, I guess. But Chicago, just hearing these niggas' stories, everybody had a story, like, and the shit was deep. And they be so young and shit, like. So speak a little bit about um, on what even made you go to Jock Corps? Let's talk a little bit about that. All right. Uh, I was like 19 years old. Um, was I 19? Either 18 or 19 years old. I was put out the house. Let's back up a little bit. Okay. How did, uh, why, you know, why didn't you, uh, finish high school? Damn. Touch a little bit on that. Um, well, like I said, I was bad in school and shit back in the day due to uh, me and Bob getting shipped from family to family and also me also being bad in, you know, in school and getting suspended and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I have I failed it, you know what I mean? So when I was in high school, I think once I turned 18, you know what I'm saying, they was ready that you was, like, really fucking with me. Like, fucking with me heavy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, really fucking with a nigga. And, well, that's what I felt. I know I was bad at the same time, too, and I had a reputation. So I ended up quitting school. And I was trying to take these GED classes at, uh, I think, Roosevelt. <clears throat> I was trying to take these GED classes at Roosevelt. But it was, it was like, it was class-based. So, like, we had to keep up with the class. It was me and Dave going. And we already knew everything down there. Like, I just wanted to take the test. 
because even though I didn't participate a lot of shit in, in, in class, I knew all this shit already because I got three older brothers, you know what I mean, and we steps away. Them niggas right. used to pay me uh, to do their homework sometimes. Like, you know, they would show me how to do it, pay me a couple of dollars, and I'll do it if it was some shit they feel like I know how to do. So certain shit I already know. Like, so, so basically you felt like you already had that knowledge. Right, so I don't so, fuck this shit. Yeah. I'm going to fuck off. You know what I mean? That's how I was. And I used to fight a lot in school or used to try to because niggas wasn't known. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so I used to try to fight a lot. Internet's any of y'all that's listening that knows me. Y'all know that I was bad as fuck when I was in school. Man, I was off the goddamn chain. And everybody can vouch for that shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> anybody be like, yeah, that nigga was, man. But, uh, and I used to run with the grimiest dirtball niggas, like just hood motherfuckers. Just, you know what I mean? Fuck it. But anyway, I'm, let me get on, let me get back on subject. Yeah, My get bad, back man. on track. My bad. What did you <laughs> ask me? <laughs> what, did you, what did you say? He loves telling everybody about how he was bad. Ah, whatever. Man. He what loves you, it. Don't what you did you say? It. No, what did you say? What did you ask? <laughs> I was asking you about uh, why didn't you finish high school? That's what you was talking about. Oh yeah, I just which didn't. led you to job poor. Um, I just, I just, I mean, really, basically, I, I bounced and went to Louisville. You know, like I said, I had bounced, bounced out, went to Louisville, and um. When I came back, shit, school was over. And, of course, they telling me I got to go back. I'm not about to go back again. Fuck no. I ain't about to do this shit again. Fuck y'all. Fuck this school. Fuck, you know what I mean? I tell mom I'm about to just go get my shit. Like I said, once me and Dave was going through them classes and them motherfuckers were slow, like the rest of the people, I ain't trying to, like, talk shit, but we had to wait for them to catch up before we could even get into it. Nah, y'all taking too long. So right. we left that. Got the hustling, came to Springfield for for a little while, whatever the fuck, <clears throat> and what and, uh, came back home, get kicked back out. So now I'm back out on the streets, and um, I see E. No, 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 no. Before I see him, I end up going back to Louisville after I got kicked out. I go back to Louisville. I stay with my cousin Rick and his girl. Stay with them for a while. It's a lot of jewels in that, but they hear it in the book. Bam. I come back to Dayton from Louisville. It was supposed to just be a trip, and I pick up some more clothes, mm -hmm. but they left me down this motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? They left me down here. Um, so now I'm back homeless, because mom don't want nothing to do with me. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, just because you was gone for a couple of weeks, or just because you was gone for a couple of months, or whatever right. the case may be, just because you're coming it's back, it's thing. still the same thing. Yeah. So, oh, and at the same time, I'm I'm grown. I ain't got no job, and I really ain't got no means. I'm looking for one. Let me right. add that in there too. I'm not just trying to make mine to be no bad guy. Right. She like nigga, you ain't trying to do shit, nigga. So fuck what you're talking about. So bam, I'm homeless or whatever the fuck, and um, I see E. And he like shit. I got a crib out in Springfield. I'm doing X, Y, Z. Won't you come out there with me? I'm like, cool. But when we get down here, the nigga lied to me. And he like, nah, bro. I was bullshitting. I don't have no crib out here, bro. We about to live in this shelter. <laughs> he like, well, shit, we only going to be here for like two weeks. 
we have a crib. So I'm like, all right, man. I ain't never lived in no shelter before, but shit, I ain't want to go back to that homeless shit. So we did it and shit, like he said, in two weeks, we was about that bitch, and we had our own shit. I ended up finding Bob, because Bob lived down there, and he was playing basketball for Clark State, and him and some roommates, they had their own crib. Once I got in touch with Bob, I go over that nigga house and shit. He like, bro, anytime you want to come to this motherfucker, bro, I got you. You know what I mean? It's that in the third. He'll always be at practice or they had games and shit. You know, so uh, this one particular night, you know, we get on and shit. We all got dope and shit, right? We at this spot over there. You know, so they turned him into, uh, you know, where your brother and Chelsea used to live at. Wherever the fuck them shit is from. Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park, but you know, before it was the houses, it was the apartments. Yeah, it was at the South End. Yeah, mm-hmm. over there, not not across the street where Raheem and them was at, but the little brown brick apartments. Yeah, all of that was the oh, South that End. Was the South that okay, whole okay. that whole neighborhood was the South End. Okay, well, yeah, you know, we over there, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, it's me, Eve, and J Ro. You know, we all inside the same spot. We all of us fell asleep. We hear knocking at the door. Everybody tapping on each other, bro. Get the door, get the door. Ain't nobody trying to get the door. You know, we all sleep. Finally, I get up like, bro, I'm gonna get the door. I get the door. It's about a hundred crack fiends outside, babe. No bullshit. Ain't a hundred. But if I would have to guess, it was at least about like forty. It was about like 40, 45, 50 motherfuckers outside lined up. And I'm like, E, bro, bruh, it's a lot of these motherfuckers out here. They get up. Man, we just get to start chopping pieces, letting, you know what I mean, serving motherfuckers one by one, one by one. I'm scared as fuck, though. My heart, babe, I can probably see my shit coming out my chest. Do you hear me? Because I'm like, man, there's too many of these motherfuckers, man. Too many. I know we getting finessed by some of them because we just trying to get them up out of there. Next morning come. Everybody leave. You know, they always fucking with females and shit like that. I just ain't like staying in that bitch. So I go to Bob's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, backtrack down. After all that shit went down, I'm like, bro, I'm gone. I leave and go to Bob's house and spend the night. That's what ended up happening. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the fuck Jero and E did, but they left too. Mm-hmm. I come back the next morning. The fucking apartment is boarded up. I get back. I call up E and Jero like, bruh. They're like, yeah, but don't go back to the spot. Police kick that motherfucker in. Every It's over. I'm like, bruh, all my clothes. He like, bruh. Don't go back to that spot, bro. They watching that bitch, bro. Don't go back. So I'm like, fuck. So now, only thing I got was just the money I had in my pocket and, and the clothes on my back. So I don't want to, you know, I get a ride to go. I ain't know where the fuck to go to go shop for no clothes. You know, I ain't from Springfield. We just down there hustling. Right. So I go to fucking big lots and get like a little couple of sweatpants and t-shirts and socks and drawers and shit like babe. I didn't know. I ain't right. know where the fuck. I didn't know. And and folks used to say that that was all what Springfield was was just that part 
all the way down to downtown. That'd be as far as we would go. So that's all I knew. I didn't know about the Walmart. I don't even know if Walmart even existed out there back then. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so after I get them little couple of clothes or whatever, I go back to Bob's house and I see a Job Corps commercial on TV. Never heard of Job Corps in my life. Never know nothing about the shit. Right. I see a Job Corps on commercial on TV. I knew my back was against the wall because Bob was basically telling me like bro i don't have no problem with you over here but you know my teammates but they be mm. asking like be over all the time type shit like you know what i mean because right. I, I was and i understood like yeah nigga, this is you and four more other niggas cribs like right it was like a five bedroom joint like so you know what i mean i uh i'm like bro i'm about to go to job court called the commercial as it was still long and they connect me to the people in Dayton, and I told them what, what was going on with me. They asked if I could convince mom would let me live back with her until they get me back in there. So I tell mom, and she like, two weeks, like, that's too long. Like, mom was hard. She tell me two weeks is too long. So they uh, make me like an emergency case, like, you know what I'm saying? They make it to where, like, if people like are homeless or something like that, they get you in there way faster. They like put you at the top of the list. Right. So that's what they ended up doing. And they like, ma'am, just just please just give him like at least a week and we can get him in there. So that's what she did. She let me live. And you know, the whole time I was homeless, I wasn't eating. So when I went back to live with mom and shit, probably I was probably only like a hundred and probably forty pounds, probably. Oh wow. And within that week, week and a half that I stayed with her, I probably, I gained a little more. I would say like, they weighed me when I got there, probably like a week after I was there, I was like 150 pounds, 155 pounds. And when I left, I was 185, 190, okay. you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but yeah, that's what made me go. I was, as I had my back against the wall, but it was a good thing. I was scared. I didn't know how violent Chicago was. I heard certain stories from my cousin's cousin, my cousin Terry Purdue, who I'll be interviewing soon. My cousin Terry, his cousin, uh, you know, he used to tell us stories and shit about the GDs and, you know, this gang and that gang and, you know, but I, man, them stories, man, this nigga right. lying. Nah, right. that shit was real. Man, if I first touched down that bitch first, I'm just looking how big it is. Like, God damn, this motherfucker. So you got to cross the street quick, you know, once the cross uh, crosswalk sign turns white, that shit gets start blinking red instantly, as soon as it turns white. So you got to get across there fast because the motherfucker ain't going to wait for you to stop. If you ain't across that street, you're going to get hit because they scared. Like, they you know, niggas are run up in motherfuckers' cars and shit like that. It mm-hmm. was, you know, it was Chicago. I ain't knowing none, uh, none of that. And I got my hat on. I, you know how I like to cock my hat to the side. Mm-hmm. Look, a little nigga, he like, shit, what up, folks, or what up, something he say to me, and I ain't know what he was talking about. He tried to shake up with me. I ain't know what the fuck he was talking about. He looking around, he like, bro, you need to either wear your hat straight or, or turn it to the back because the way you wearing it, I thought you was a GD. 
and this, that, and the third, and you can, you know what I mean, basically telling me I can get fucked up. I'm like, man, I'm going to just take this motherfucker off. I ain't about to right. remember all that shit. Like, this <laughs> shit crazy. Like, God damn. What the fuck am I? What am I doing? Yeah, so, yeah, that's why that's why I ended up in Job Corps, man. That's why I ended up in Job Corps. So, uh, what trait did you take in Job Corps? Nah, we going to have to head to the I'm sorry, babe, but um, we're going to have to go ahead and stop this. Um, we're going to go ahead and um, I'm going to have to do a part two maybe next week or the week after that. But y'all definitely get a part two of this because it gets deeper than this Internet. So um, we're going to go ahead and end this segment. Thank you all for listening. And now I'll get back with y'all with another episode. Peace.